Hello and welcome to the Coach's Cup. This is Sonia Green and I'm here to talk to you today about a topic that we have talked about multiple times on this podcast, but I wanted to look at it again today because of some recent interactions that I've had with several different 20 and 30 somethings uh, experiencing different kinds of failure. Failure is something that we're all going to come in contact with multiple times in our lives. And I want to talk about the paradox of failure. But I want to, to begin by talking about the 20 and 30 somethings who inspired this podcast. You know, we love to label people according to their generations. And I'm sure that social media has exacerbated this because I don't remember ever knowing that I was a Gen Xer when I was a Gen Xer, if that makes sense. My kids range from millennials to Gen Zers. And we say that as if it means something, as if it is meaningful to the culture as if there's something fundamental about who they are based on whether they're millennials or Gen Zers or the fact that I'm a Gen Xer, my parents are baby boomers. But instead of it saying a lot about that particular generation as far as the years that they were born, I think it says a lot more about who we are as human beings. Now, I'm not saying that cultures don't evolve over time. Of course, there is so much change from me being a uh, 20-something in the 90s to the current 20-somethings. You know, they have to deal with social media, which just can light a wildfire under what might have been seen as a small mistake in my day. So, of course, there are differences. But as far as... Sometimes I think that we focus on the differences rather than the similarities and how being a certain age means more than being a certain age in a certain time. Did you ever think about the fact that the hippies of the late 60s and early 70s, who they became? The hippies, the idealistic hippies became the capitalist yuppies of the 80s. Not not everybody made that hard right turn, right? But if we're if we're generalizing here, then when those 20 somethings or 30 somethings became 40 and 50 somethings, they changed from their hippie agendas to their capitalist yuppie agendas. So I I say that just to maybe minimize the importance we place on generational labels and to create maybe more of an idea of connection that we have more in common with these 20 and 30 somethings than we sometimes remember we have. So today I want to talk about the paradox of failure and how these big failures that we can experience in our 20s and 30s can actually set us up for the successes of our 40s, our 50s, and beyond if we choose to look at it that way. 
Some of my coaching clients who have had these failures, who have experienced these, in some, it's the failure of a relationship, of a marriage. In some, it's the failure of a particular job that they thought was the job for them, something they felt very passionate about. And I don't want to minimize the pain that can come along with that. But we have to remember that growth is not easy. It's always painful in some ways. That's that's not a lot of comfort, right? If you're if you're in the midst of a big life change, it's not a lot of comfort to say that, well, it just means growth. You know, you're gonna 20 years from now, you're really gonna benefit from this. But it's also not nothing. We, we think about failure in, in our culture <laughs> and I could, I could digress into a talk on public education today and how we become so focused on assessment and on testing that we connect failure with just the end. That's, it's just awful, but failure is only truly bad if we don't learn from it. Again, I don't want to minimize the pain of the failure. It is painful, but it's also the paradox of that is that within that pain is a place for growth. When we experience a failure in our own lives, whether it's a failure in a relationship or in a career or in any aspect of our lives, The difference between learning from it, from creating a success from it, and truly failing is whether or not we're able to pick ourselves up and move on. And that's good news, right? Because most of us do pick ourselves up and move on. You know, you think about Carol Dweck and her mindset work. And how she focused on her research on students that had a growth mindset versus students who didn't. They had a fixed mindset. And those that had a growth mindset were able to take a failure and move on from it and pivot. They were able to figure out a new way to attack the problem which is difficult in in the moment, right? When you're feeling an overwhelming sense of failure at something, your brain wants to shut down. Your brain wants to go back in the cave to retreat and regroup and maybe not come out again. But the truth of that failure is that it can create endurance. You know, I think about the light bulb. Edison reportedly created over a thousand different iterations of the light bulb before he had one that worked. A thousand. I mean, think about that. How many times do we rack up a thousand failures and are still moving forward? And yet, His endurance changed history. So when you're feeling failure, 
and you want to retreat, that's normal. That's the first thing you should know. The first thing you should know is that you can normalize your feeling of wanting to retreat, to withdraw, to disconnect from everybody and everything as absolutely normal. But those who endure, those who change history, and maybe, you know, your failure isn't that monumental, but it's a good lesson, right? Those who really change the world are willing to endure and persist through failure. And why? Because they don't see failure as the end. They see failure as checking one more thing off a box, tried that, moving on to the next thing. And lots of research supports that. There's there's a researcher, his name is Dr. Robert Bjork, and I'm not sure where he's from, but he has, he's a cognitive psychologist and he has actually learned that failure enhances memory retention and facilitates long-term learning. And that makes perfect sense, right? If we fail at something and we give up, then There's nothing to remember or retain because we've given up. We're not going to try again. But if I'm going to give it another shot, then I am imprinting those lessons I learned from the first failure onto the second and onto the third. And (laughs) uh, Edison must have had an amazing memory, right? I mean, of course, I'm making light of that a little bit, but it makes perfect sense because that's part of growth. Memory retention, long-term learning, all of that is part of the growth journey. And that's what our brains are doing. It changes our brain when we persist, when we endure, when we push forward, even though failure is going to try That first thought is to shut down, to quit. You know, you see this, I I talked a little bit about this last week, I think, but especially in relationships. And it's not easy. For those of us who have experienced failed relationships, I am not making light of the feelings of failure that come along with that. And it's almost always a person's first thought that I am never going to do that again. I'm never going to reach out for that connection again. But what if we saw it as a learning opportunity? What if we started examining those critical missteps that led to the failure? If anything, and You know, I think we've all seen people who got out of a relationship and then just jumped right back into the next one that was exactly the same in many ways as that last one. Instead of learning, they just jumped again. That's a failure of an opportunity to learn there. The same way with a job. How many times have you seen somebody who maybe rather than doing some self-examination about why their current job isn't a good fit, they just blame it on external circumstances and jump to the next job. And before long, 
they're back in that same pattern. Well, I'm the victim. Everybody hates me here. They don't appreciate what I do. If we jump from relationship or job, bounce around without learning anything, then that's the real failure. But if we can stop, feel the hurt, feel the shame, feel the guilt that's going to come along with all of it. I, I don't know anybody who's experienced a big failure in their life who didn't feel those things. But the difference is the people who decided to examine their failures. What, what is it that caused this? What is it? Where could I improve? Where could I pivot and change my outcome? And the people who just say, oh, I got to give that another shot. Or the people who retreat and build up that wall around themselves. So I want us to think about failure as a paradox. It seems like the end. It seems like the finish of something that didn't work out for whatever reason, but it can actually be the foundation of something amazing, of a growth opportunity, of a chance for you to pivot, for you to prove your flexibility. You know, I've, I've used before the, I can't think of the, the quote right now, but basically it's a Chinese proverb that says, if you don't stay flexible, you're going to die. It compares it to a reed. If, if a reed is growing, if it's living, it's flexible, it moves back and forth in the wind. But once it's cut, it stops growing. It becomes brittle. It becomes dead and you can just snap it. That's not what I want to be. I want to keep growing. I want to keep learning. And even though it's tempting to stop, it's painful, right? It's also painful to withdraw. And it's also painful to keep making the same mistakes over and over again. So the pain is going to be there either way. The 50-50, we call it sometimes. That 50-50 is going to be there, but we get to decide if we're going to use it as an opportunity for growth or if we're going to use it as an opportunity to just drop out and not learn. Also, I guess to come back around to what I started with was that I want us to see when young people, when 20-somethings, 30-somethings are in the midst of these failures, Rather than giving them some flip response that it's not the end of the world, you've got so much time ahead of you, which is a very, you know, like I said at the beginning, I've given that response. But instead of doing that, let's really kind of lean back into our memories of being in that age and empathize with those people because they'll someday be where we are. And if we can show them our growth, it gives them a better path to surpass our growth. If they can see that good example in their 20s and 30s, then maybe they can jump a few steps over us and teach the next generation when they hit their 20s and 30s, whatever their label is going to be. They can teach them how to 
see failure as just a stepping stone on the way to success. All right. Thank you all for listening this week. If you are looking for coaching, you can find me at soniagreencoaching.com on LinkedIn at Sonia Green Coaching and on Instagram at Sonia, S-O-N-Y-A underscore Green Coaching. I would be happy to talk to you, answer questions, discuss failure with you. I would love to see you on the Coaches Cup podcast Facebook page and have a talk about where was the time that you learned from your failures. All right. I'll see y'all next week.